Oh my god, how many fucking SoundCloud rappers are gonna be all up on uh. Listeners, it's another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. You made it. Welcome. We're gonna gonna invent something. That there, that's my brother, Mason, Jason Body Glove Williams. And uh, that over there is my brother, Luke, rising from the grave, Williams. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's something that uh, I can do. Well, I mean, anyone can if the grave isn't filled in. It's actually not that hard to get. Yeah, I mean, it is six feet deep, so you got to kind of have a little vertical on you. And also, if you're just, if you're not dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah, I mean, you're not dead. So I'm 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 operating under the assumption. So far, this is pretty, I don't don't understand what the big deal is. Yeah, it's checking out. Yeah, it's fine. Like, you fall into a grave right now, you just get right back out of that grave, and you'd be like, huh. I fell in a hole that was six feet deep. I'm like, I got, I got a little banged up. Yeah. Maybe got a little dirt on me. But I, you know what? I'm good. I kind of whacked my knee, but I'll be hmm. okay. Oh, yeah. Certainly not going to turn into a zombie. Those guys are overreacting. Uh, yes, yes. That is uh, the thing, is we are doing zombie movie mm-hmm. this app. We are. Uh, we, we need to invent a zombie movie. Now, specifically zombie, specifically movie. Mm-hmm. In case you haven't heard this podcast ever before just in case yeah we invent stuff we we're gonna innovate we're gonna make something new something yeah new. i want i want i want to clarify something right off the hop here luke okay okay i want to clarify something right off the hop are you ready i am okay i want to establish this okay zombies are not real okay okay now what i mean by that couple of things. Mm-hmm. Number one, if you've got a virus that is similar to rabies and it just makes you mad and you're running around, but you're still alive, that's not a zombie. That's a dude with a brain problem. Right. A zombie, by definition, is a dead thing. It is something where the metabolism has stopped, is dead, but it's running around. And also... There is no biological mechanism we know of that would allow for that. So if we have zombies in our movie, it is either A, some sort of fucking magic, or B, technology or weird science that is so far beyond what we understand that it may as well be magic. Well, can we not hypothesize a zombie movie scenario where it is simply just an infection or something biological like not if we are accepting the definition of zombie as something that is dead like like i said if you got a rage zombie where it's a virus in your brain that makes you dumb and makes you ignore pain and you just run around like to my mind that is not a zombie that is just a crazy person so what you're saying is if something is completely clinically dead Mm-hmm. And theoretically, there was some kind of 
um, you know, widespread disease, however it is that these things start, something being the catalyst causes it so that they become reanimated and can move around and thirst for brains and all that. That's a zombie. That's a zombie, but not physically possible. Yes. As we know, like as far as science exists right now, in a mammal, that is not a thing you can do. All right. So, I mean, I agree. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to challenge that, that like, oh, it's just a matter of time. Uh, and as much like, as I, I'm, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, I'm saying it's yeah. impossible with the level of science that we know and understand today. Like if some meteorite crashes tomorrow and starts turning people into zombies, I'm not going to go like, what? That must not be real. I'm going to be like, oh, something in that meteor that we didn't understand until now. But with the science that we understand now, just a virus that makes you dead, but also walking around and thirsting for brains, that's not a thing. Hmm. I mean, you're right. Um. Now, second thing. Second okay, thing, yes, build go, off of that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. That means that we got free reign. We do not have to adhere to any previously existing zombie taxonomy. Okay? Like, uh, most, most zombie movies, they got rules as like, oh, it transmits via bite. And, oh, you gotta shoot it in the head to kill it. Like... We do not know that because a zombie is not really a thing. Okay. So if we want to make our movie where you blow a zombie's head off and the headless body still comes at you, that is not any more unrealistic. I do really like what you're saying here because I gotta I gotta say, playing by the the conventional zombie rules, I'm kind of okay with uh with with doing something else, like with redefining what that could be. That's And I mean, this allows for things like the classic shot of the disembodied hand that's like crawling towards you. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested in doing something that is almost completely zombie movie like without being zombie at all. But I want to, I want to pick out one other thing that I think would be really, really cool to portray in a movie. Okay. Um, you know how, with very little exception, when there's a supernatural element introduced into the world uh, of a fictional movie or show or whatever, yeah, that until they reach a point where they're like, well, guess what? These, these, these are real and wow, that's crazy. I'm going to spend two seconds being like, this is crazy. And then, then get into the adventure and not really acknowledge that anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to see a realistic slow creep of, like, this becoming a reality that people are well aware of, and or, um, like, if, if we actually had a zombie outbreak in our current society, we would fucking know what that looks like. I mean, obviously, we get in a very exaggerated version, yeah. but we would be like, oh, shit, that's a zombie. Like, nobody in a zombie movie knows what a zombie is. They just yeah, figure no, that's, out the that's... rules. That's annoying, and it's it's sort of like how in superhero movies, for example, particularly a superhero origin movie, like, no one seems to understand the concept of the superhero. Like, when Batman, we have some Batman movie where Bruce Wayne first decides to put on the cape and cowl, like, no one is like, oh, it's a superhero. They all go like, what? Some sort of, you know, crazy phantasm in a, in a cape. I don't understand what's happening. Right. So... Maybe we can do both. 
Maybe we okay. can do something that is not zombie, but close enough to zombie that we can effectively invent a zombie movie or innovate on a zombie movie. But also the the humans within this society can then look at what's happening and be like, oh shit, it's like a zombie outbreak. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, we've seen in the real world, like you remember a few years back, there was that news story about the dude who went psycho on a bus and bit somebody else's face off. Yeah. And everybody was saying like, oh man, it's a zombie outbreak. When what really happened was apparently he was smuggling cocaine in his intestines and one of the condoms broke. Oh, so he just kind of like went nuts? Yeah, he just went nuts, chewed off someone's face, and then immediately died because he had like a thousand doses of cocaine in him. Uh, but yeah, no, people were saying, oh, haha, it's a zombie thing, but they weren't really meaning it, you know? Yeah. So I think you would get that sort of thing when, when you first start seeing like outbreak stuff on the TV, you're going to be like, oh, haha, looks like a zombie apocalypse, better get my shotgun. Yeah. But people are going to be joking about it. No one's going to be seriously like, oh shit, zombies. Yeah. You know, you know what is an, an unfortunate parallel is like, if you told me five years ago, hey, like Nazis are going to have a comeback, I would have been like, come on, bullshit. It's like this slow acclimation of, yeah. of like, you know, you being uh, sort of numb to it being in the news a little bit and then a little bit more and a little bit more. And then, yeah, here we are. Uh, so, like, I would I could see a scenario where, you know, zombie outbreaks are happening, but then it it becomes a meme. It becomes a YouTube challenge where you start scaring people like you're a zombie uh, and there then, would be people who are, like, pranking it, right? Yeah, like, and, as soon as you start seeing a lot of this stuff on the news, you're going to get copy, copycat people who are going to be like, I'm going to put on zombie makeup and scare my neighbor. And then in addition to that, mm-hmm. you're going to have the fans that are like, oh, sweet, the zombies are actually here. I'm on, I was always going to be on Team Zombie. I'm a huge zombie fanboy. And then mm-hmm. they start trying to, like, be a zombie or they try to be bitten or whatever, you're going to get gangs, you're going to get cults, you're going to get... And uh, you're going to get survivalist people who are a little too into it, and they're like, fuck yes, yeah, time to survive. And they got their canned food, and they got their shotguns, and maybe they get a little too paranoid, a little too aggressive, and, like, they shoot to kill whatever crosses their line of sight. Yeah, you know what? Okay, did you ever see the movie Super? Super, I did uh, not. Rain Wilson, like, it was sort of a parody of superhero movie, but, yeah, like... Yeah. Now, I'm familiar okay. with the flick, I have not seen it. Um, the main takeaway that I'm trying to link this together with here is, is yes, he was trying to be a superhero, but Uh he was absolutely lawful good, kind of similar to the horror movie we talked about, like, um, lawful good to the point of it looping back around to evil. Like, he sees somebody parking in a handicapped parking spot and he thinks it's okay to go, like, break their legs. Like... He was he was well, kind I mean, of they they would then be eligible for the spot, of course so point yeah. point being you know someone's extreme belief um the reason I'm linking this together is knowing humans and what they're kind of like those survivalists that take things too far that is way more believable to me than we are just gonna be like completely unprepared and have to like you know not know what to do like no some people already dedicate their lives to this shit. Yeah, yeah, no, there's doomsday preppers all over the goddamn place. Yeah, so 
we got to work within that world because that's far more interesting to actually look into uh, a zombie story set within our somewhat zombie obsessed culture. I would say there was definitely more of a zombie obsession Okay, 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 okay. I got our plot line. I know it's early in the podcast, but I got our plot line. I need you to bear with me, okay? Okay, I'm listening. Okay, so start of the movie, we basically have three people who are our main characters. Okay. We've got the fanboy who's like, oh, yeah, zombies. We got the survivalist who's like, uh, I don't care if they're zombies or not. They're crazy people. Civilization is breaking down. I'm ready to kick some ass. Mm-hmm. And you've got the skeptic. That's the person who's like, no, you guys, this is normal. Uh, it's just a bunch of teenagers who are screwing around. Maybe it's some people who are high on ketamine or whatever drug. And we're just going to assume that this is all hoaxes or it's being irresponsibly, you know, you know, reported. And as the movie goes on, we see each of them they have their own shit that sort of kicks them out of their mindset. Like the zombie fanboy who's like, haha, yeah, zombies. Like the first time he encounters real pain and real difficulty, he's like, oh, wait, this isn't actually fun. Fuck. Uh, mm. And the, the survivalist, like the first time he accidentally shoots like a normal ass person or like a teenager who's trying to prank him and he has to like come to terms with the fact that he's a monster and... The skeptic is holding out this this whole time that, like, fuck, this has got to be some sort of prank. This has got to be some sort of mass hysteria. There's no way. And then as soon as that that person, that character, sees incontrovertible evidence with his eyes that this is a dead thing walking around immediate 180 because the whole way along he's a skeptic he believes in the evidence as soon as he sees evidence he cannot deny that this is a zombie he's immediately going to switch and be like okay there are zombies but he's going to switch now and say well it's clearly not a virus because a virus doesn't do this this has got to be some sort of magic and they're like what you believe in magic now i thought you were an atheist skeptic guy and he's like yes and as a skeptic, I see evidence of this. There's no way this is a virus. It is some sort of curse. Huh. Curses can be broken. Let's all gear up, go to wherever Ground Zero is, and find magic thing and fix it. Yeah, but now we have we have to switch gears to like full on uh, magic counteraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I'm okay with that as a zombie plotline. Is the idea that this is some sort of runaway curse, and mm. if you break the curse, everything goes back to normal. Like, that gives us a goal other than just wait for everyone to die because zombies took over the world and it sucks. I think one of the beautiful things that we've sort of stumbled on here, too, is that all three of those storylines can intertwine very well because they can all exist within this particular universe, this outbreak. Uh, And, you know, you can tell those three perspectives uh, individually enough and wherever they overlap, great. Mm-hmm. Um, here's one more little bit of flavor I want to, I want to put on there. Okay. So generally speaking, the bleakness of a zombie movie, the, one of the tropes tends to be that, uh, you get to the end and you have not resolved things. This is going to continue for whoever knows who lo- how long, right? Yeah. Yeah. Know- Most zombie movies, that is the thing, is the world is going to continue decaying and you have only bought yourselves a little more time. Right. And the state of things uh, for those who are surviving, it essentially turns into like this power struggle while uh, 
while the zombies keep on going. Right, right. Um, here's a thought. What if the zombie outbreak existed and was documented enough that the, the fanboys, the the cults, whatever, they all start going, mm-hmm. uh, the survivalists start going, uh, but then then the break outbreak stops? Like, they actually... They they finish and it just it all. stops on its own. It's no, it stops or or they actually put an end to it. They successfully exterminate all the zombies and there there's no more. Okay, but like then, we fixed it. It's like smallpox. We made it go away. Yeah, yeah, but then culturally, they can't let it go and it keeps going. Right, right. Because the the survivalists they got addicted to being right and fighting for their lives. They don't want to let go of that. So they're still going to be like, oh no, they're going to come back any second, you guys. The fanboys, and especially like the cultists, they believe in this shit so much, they're trying actively to bring it back. And meanwhile, like everyone else is like, no, you want to go back to the bad old days? I saw this thing eat my grandmother. I don't want that. So they're trying to put down these cults that are trying to bring back zombies. I, I would love to also see, this could be another just a uh, thing that could uh, be thrown into the mix that could justify uh, the the cult. Okay. Right. Because um, cults couldn't, can exist for all kinds of reason, but all kinds of reasons, but for a specific example of how the zombie cult would keep going, uh-huh. I would love if there was a new drug that, could put them more or less in the headspace of a wanting to to eat flesh and uh-huh. b uh falling apart a little but in a way that your body still sustains itself kind of kind of like leprosy or or uh a possibly a less painful crocodile oh, okay so like maybe something that's synthesized from zomb like if you can find some zombie that's gets getting locked down and burnt, but if you can get some zombie, you can synthesize drug from this that tries or claims that it gives you the benefits and none of the detriments. I've got it. I got so, it. I got oh, it. Oh, hit me. I got it. Uh, I know. I know the name. Uh, I think I have the name. Okay. Hit me. Hit me. Why someone would take this in the first place? Why someone would get obsessed with zombies in the first place? Uh huh. Um. When you think zombies, what do you think? You think of people that are just like, uh, right? Uh-huh. You think just like completely gone mentally and they're just dragging their feet. And that's uh-huh. that's what you think. Uh, to those who think life is too vibrant and they want to just numb everything down. They're mm. asen- it's essentially like they have this opinion or belief system that they think zombies are superior and then they essentially tranquilize themselves with this drug because they would rather feel completely numb and they don't care what they do as a zombie because being a zombie is right. Oh my god, how many fucking SoundCloud rappers are going to be all up on oh. this? <laughs> That's a good burn. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm serious. You're going to get some dude with a head that looks like a decaying tropical plant and he's just going to be like rhyming zombie with mommy and just like slurring his way through the fact that I take this stuff to numb the pain Mm. and I don't care what happens and like over some sort of bullshit trap beat and people are going to go nuts for it. How about, uh, how about calling the drug numb? Ooh, numb is good. Numb or possibly zum. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, um, how about just Zed? Zed? Just yeah, Zed. sure. I mean, that Zed has got to be like ten other things, though. Well, yeah. Well, it, Zed is a lot of things. Like it's a letter of the alphabet. Um, yeah. Moan. Moan, but moan sounds sexy. Uh, grave. Grave. Oh, yeah, I kind of like Grave. I really thought I had it with Numb, but I think Grave is pretty good. Well, see, the problem with Numb is Numb is also how you feel when you take Numb. Like, they don't call weed high. Yeah, you want to take it's some like, Grave? like, yeah, can I get a high so I can get high? Like, no. Do you, do, you, do you really like zombies? You want to get Numb? Take some Grave with me? Yeah, we could Grave. We could do a little Grave. <laughs> And you just take, like, a little tiny bit, and you just sort of zen out, and, like, especially, I think you would get it for uh, for people who have really shitty, mind-numbing jobs, and you're like, oh, I cannot handle another 10-hour shift on the assembly line, I'm just gonna take a little grave, and I'll just power through, I won't even take a lunch break, because it turns my conscious mind off, and I can just work the assembly line for 10 straight hours, and then when it wears off, I go home. Yeah, when you're sobering up, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't feel any of that. Great. Yeah. It's just how I like it. And, and of like, course, dude, like, you the more you finger. take it, like, you can tell the addicts because they're starting to get, like, patches of necrosis and stuff from their oh, teeth. Oh, Jesus, out. this is really good. Like, it's obviously horrible, but good. <laughs> um, okay, what about, uh, like, I kind of want to tell this story now. Can we actually, like, flesh out these characters a bit? Fuck. Okay, yeah. So our main characters, we got to have... A fan oh, okay, wait, 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 wait. What, one, one more thing. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do we want these three characters to actually be physically in a similar location? Or hearing mm -hmm. about the state of the world through, you know, the news, and they might be anywhere in the world? And they might intersect or they might not. Okay, do we want any of them to be either grave addicts or narcotics people who are trying to crack down on it? I definitely think that the, the fanboy has the biggest run-in with the with the grave yeah uh and and maybe he sees what it can do to you if you take too much and he's fearing like if i become too much of an addict maybe that's where i'm gonna go yeah yeah i think i think that's good for him we've we've sort of uh made all of the mail uh yeah, the, that's that's well, I'm, but it, it's it's kind of because we're not none of them are heroes yet. Yeah. Well, I guess the skeptic is sort of heroic. Yeah, the skeptic is sort of heroic. Uh, I'm okay with making her female. Cool. Uh, so. It's just... Yeah. No, honestly, the other two. That's kind of a well. I mean, they're all kind of coded male as a perspective to take. But yeah, no, the other two, I'm kind of okay with them being coded male. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the doomsday prepper especially that tends to be a very guy kind of mindset. I I would say so. Uh, I mean, it, it there was a lot of that as uh those types of people as clients with the axe throwing that I remember finally. So wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Were they like, oh, I gotta be a doomsday prepper, I gotta prepare for the zombie apocalypse, or, like, when the black swan happens, and, you know, I gotta fight for my canned peas, and they thought that throwing axes would be a practical self-defense thing? Like, it, it's not so much that as much as, 
if you liked throwing axes, it was likely that you also didn't mind throwing knives, shooting guns, uh, you know, having having a, a resourceful truck or whatever. Like, okay. yeah, some of that. Over, there's some overlap there. Okay, and you're saying that this is sort of a masculine kind of thing, typically that it, it, It's also just kind of overlapping with, like, camp and hike type people. Like and, people like, that... beef jerky and tab, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so th- that is definitely a more masculine type. I think that uh, this is somebody with a... a uh, somebody with a, a tribal tattoo around his uh, very... F- uh, large bicep uh Mm. i think this is someone who um is definitely just showing signs of paranoia yeah yeah like Uh, even okay okay okay. so here's here's my thing here's my character development for for each of these we got the fanboy who wants to be zombie who wants to get numb wants to take some grave uh and so he sort of like gets in on this and starts taking a little bit of it but Maybe he does something while he's in that numb state. Maybe he hurts someone or maybe he just sees where that road goes and he's like, oh, no, I can't do this. This is like a monstrous thing. But by that point, he's addicted to it and he like his regular life doesn't feel quite right without it. We got our survivalist guy who is like when the zombie outbreak happened, maybe he did some stuff that now he's not that proud of and he thinks like okay no i i gotta be i gotta turtle up i I can't hurt people like that again because if i make a mistake that takes a human's life and like what am i if i'm you know just as monstrous as the things i'm fighting and then we've got our skeptic person and she is like okay this is really not being dealt with properly and like maybe initially she didn't believe in the zombies but then when the zombies like that got put down and now it's just basically the only pockets of zombies are like narcotics kingpins that have like a few in their basement and they use them to produce the grave. And she's like, well, it's it's sort of false to call them zombies because clearly this isn't the same thing. But then she actually encounters them. She realizes like maybe she's actually got like a... a a biology background or something she realizes oh this is not actually a chemical this is not a uh uh, this is not a virus like we have all been told this is actually something that does not conform to our understanding of the laws of physics and the laws of biology it must be magic uh, of some sort or technology that is so advanced that it is indistinguishable from magic and the one thing we all know about curses is they can be broken and for whatever reason, the three of these characters are in a situation where they can go to the ground zero and they can stop the zombies from existing, basically shutting down this entire drug, mm. like narcotics trade, which maybe is getting worse and worse over time and the law enforcement can't deal with it. I I, I do really like the concept of a, a zombie drug farm mm. that something goes wrong and the pins o- pens open up, and then there actually is a zombie outbreak, but there yeah. wasn't until that point. Okay, that works. So, like, they had it under control, but they got too greedy or something. And, like, this really makes the, the narcotics kingpins, like the drug dealers, everyone loves a good bad guy drug dealer. These guys are truly monstrous, because, like, if one of their lieutenants fails them or something, well, guess what? Now you're a new source of the drug. I'm gonna toss mm. you in the pit. Mm-hmm. 
I, and and what's interesting about that too is is the typical original uh, zombie trope being that zombie bites you, you turn into a zombie yourself. But mm-hmm. as a metaphor for drug addiction, uh, it is, I mean, is it too on the nose? Uh, is this has this been done before? I mean, um, the main thing with zombies is that they're supposed to be human esque enough that they're this horror. Typically, with uh, this is more of a vampire thing because Mm. with most vampire fiction, you do get plenty of people who want to become vampires. Uh, They're addicted because ever since Bram Stoker's Dracula, there's been the junkie character. Uh, Mm. But uh, but yeah, no. uh, Typically, you don't get that with zombies because most people they might want to be a sexy vampire. Most people don't want to be a zombie. Yeah, most people don't really see them as a sexy character but i mean maybe that's just an aspect of the modern world right we're we're, all of us are just saying like hey you know what i thought i wanted to be a vampire because i thought that was sexy and cool but now i realize like i just want to have a steady nine to five job Mm. like i just want to like work and then go home and chill can i please just have a simple life where i don't have to think and mm. uh, Grave provides that respite. And here's the, here's one more side effect to Grave that I think uh, we can we can add in here. Uh, why is it that someone would become addicted to Grave? What would the side effects of being addicted to Grave look like? In in mm-hmm. addition to that, like like why psychologically would you want to stay on it? Uh, I think that when you're coming down from Grave as an addict and you're getting back to your normal state that you're now been conditioned that everything is way too much stimulus by default. Like it's suddenly, just too much. I can't deal. Yeah, people I can't are adult speaking, today. People yeah. are speaking normally and it feels like they're shouting. You know, someone turns mm-hmm. on a light and it seems like it's like, you know, like a crazy strong light that overwhelms your eyes. Yeah, like, like the anything. draw of the vampire is the promise of eternal life. But mm. conversely, the draw of the zombie is the promise of eternal rest. Like, I just want to be dead, but I I can't embrace that yet, or I would just shoot myself. I just want to not feel for a bit. The world is too much. Can I just chill? Well, you know what is chilled? The water that comes out of our water cooler. Fuck yes. I think <laughs> we've earned it. Let's go get some water. Yeah, let's go. Hello, dear listeners, and thanks for listening to this invention, a zombie movie. This is the water cooler segment where I take a moment to let you know some of the things that we're working on. Mason is working on a webcomic, Forward, at forwardcomic.com. You should definitely check that out. Also, he does the art for Roll to Save at rolltosavecomic.com. He's also published some really good books, uh, the Guide to Life series, uh, the Bard, the Necromancer, etc., etc., you... Should really check them out if you're any kind of fan of D&D, or if you're looking for some fun kids' books or something like that. Also, Mason and I might be working on something together, apart from this podcast. Also, I'm going to be releasing a second podcast in the new year. This one's focused just on a uh, comedy thing that I'm doing. Uh, More details on that later, but also it's coming up very soon, and it's going very well. Some good stuff coming down the pipes. We're always looking for suggestions for new things that we can invent. I would love to hear from you. Whatever it is that needs innovating, please tell us about it. 
put us to work. We're, we're going to make a new thing for you. You're going to love it. Email show at gmail.com or tweet at show. Lastly, sometimes this space is used for cross-promotion or ad swaps or ads, and we have a new one uh, that I'm going to read right now. On the evening of February 5th, 1997, Richard Ederson was on his way home when he and an unknown motorist had a minor collision. Moments later, the unidentified male shot Richard once in the chest and quickly disappeared into the night. Ederson crawled back to his vehicle and called 911, where he provided the make, model, and license plate of the fleeing vehicle. He also described his shooter as a white male, six feet tall, between 40 and 50 years old. Tragically, Richard Ederson may not have known it at the time, but he was describing his killer. Join Lee Purchase and his buddy, Mr. Slim Turkey, in their exploration of this case to learn how and why the crime has gone unsolved for 21 years. Their goal is to bring attention back to the Ederson case, to reinvigorate a police investigation that, at times, has appeared muddled and secretive. Slim Turkey, the unsolved homicide of Richard Ederson, available on iTunes or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. So, Mason. Yes. Uh, tell me something. From the zombie movies that you've seen, zombie uh, entertainment, um, zombie stories, whatever, what role does the government usually play? Usually, the government uh, is just another antagonist for the protagonists. It's usually like they either cover it up or they swoop in and they're draconian about it and they try to impose like some sort of terrible quarantine and like I, I think there was at least one zombie movie I saw where this pregnant woman she was running a bit of a fever because that was a thing but because she had a bit of a fever like they quarantined her off with the rest of the uh, people mm. who are going to become zombies and they were going to mulch her um, so yeah they, they typically tend to be pretty bad guys okay I have I have a theory uh, of something that can add to this story uh, in the sense that we're doing a lot of we're doing a lot of uh, oh, what's the phrase um, subverting yes uh, expectations yes um, what if there, here's one more what if the government or at least like the police or local authorities uh-huh. um, what if they did their job really really well protected the people cool but then the people rebel back being like you can't tell me what to do yeah you you didn't get them all like you need to do more well Uh, see that's the thing is we cannot ignore the fact that there are pre-existing like biases and whatnot in society so i mean are you gonna tell me that uh there's gonna be like no instances where maybe somebody says oh that guy's a zombie i better put him down but like it's just because they've got a racial bias and you check the numbers and you're like huh seems like uh according to the the figures of you know zombies that you've taken out like 90 percent of them are black like that's an awful lot of black zombies why is that carl hmm um, I'm just trying to also picture like what the news is doing, like what the role the news plays mm-hmm. uh, in this, because 
the news is going to sell the most stories of how much are they a threat to you. Yeah, they're going to be sensationalist and there's going to be plenty of politicians that are going to try and use this to, uh, you know, stoke paranoia so that they can, you know, mobilize task forces and get whatever tax funds for their shit. Right, Uh, so say 50 zombies existed, the outbreak actually happened... And then they actually killed them all, and that and it was quashed. There was no more. And it's like dealt with. Outbreak. But here's the thing: our three main characters here, all of them would be mistrustful of the media and mistrustful of the government. Like the zombie guy, the guy who wants to be a zombie, he's going to say, "No, no, no! You're completely misrepresenting them." The survivalist guy, they tend to be skeptical of all mass media anyway, and they're like, yeah. "No, the government's covering it up. They're not telling you the truth, man." And yeah. like, I'm not going to let the the cops tell me what to do. They say I can't have twenty shotguns, but I'll show them. And then mm-hmm. like the skeptic person is the person who's like, oh, the media is just sensationalizing it. It's not really zombies. Come on. Hmm. Hmm. I I, I could see a, a news report that essentially goes like, um, you know, such and such police officer gave a report today saying that, uh, you know, they have been, they have been quashed. There is no more zombie threat in this, in this County, mm-hmm. but the local blah 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 is not convinced. We go to this, you know, you like I could see them just That's a continuing. good framing device uh, to open to to sort of do the initial world building. Like do like an in media res kind of thing. Holy shit. Could we tell a zombie movie without a single zombie in it and it's just a post zombie movie? I think we could do that. Holy shit. <laughs> That would be such a cock tease, though. I am absolutely in favor of this, yeah. Or, like, maybe, like, right towards the end, you have it building up that they're going to encounter this zombie and, like, oh, man, there was an outbreak and they they, they got out of the pen and we get through this door. Uh, There's going to be zombies, but we got to fight our way through it. And I'm glad that it's you that, uh, you know, my back, we're back to back and we're going to do this, brother. And then they get through the door and the zombies have all just collapsed and died of their own volition because it turns out it like that only lasts for a certain length of time yeah you know you're only a zombie for like 48 hours and then you just and then they're just dead (laughs) they're like poking them and they're like no no i i would i would love to leave it pretty ambiguous too as to whether it was actually zombies or just grave addicts yes the entire time but like that's the that's the other thing is can we make it ambiguous about whether or not there ever really was zombies as we understand it or if it was just people who were way too high up on like this this terrible drug so okay here's another thing i'm trying to like bring this all back around now i do want to flesh out like what this story could actually look like a little bit more um but we were initially tasked with uh, a blank of the living dead movie right oh was it blank of the living dead or was it a zombie movie because well, i was thinking just zombie movie i i i generalized it to zombie movie because making it yeah. in the blank of the living dead series seemed a little bit too specific and... yeah making it part of that continuity is going to be tougher yeah i i feel like we've somewhat designed like a cabin in the woods Yes. Uh, of zombie movies. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I kind of want to run with that. But then it's here's sort of the other a deconstruction question. of the genre in a way, in a way that I'm very happy with. Yeah. Now, as a movie, I think it can work, but it's difficult to tell this story in like 
an hour and change. I think that it's yeah, because there's a lot out. of plot beats. It's not going to so, fit into a three act structure. As a as a small series, potentially, I could see it. But here's something else I've been thinking while we've been been talking. I could easily see this too as as a graphic novel. Yep. And quite frankly, as like a podcast, I could oh, yeah. I could hear actors making this interesting obviously a scripted podcast but like i would listen to that for sure that that's this doesn't need as much of a visual to me you know uh okay well let me me hit you with this uh walking dead that was a graphic novel first and then they turned it into a Mm. fucking netflix series what if we're talking like a graphic novel series or a scripted podcast series and then it gets like a cult following and then Netflix or whoever comes along and they're like, well, here's a couple of million dollars. Let's do this with some actors. Hmm. It was AMC, by the way, not Netflix. I don't give uh, a shit. But <laughs> <laughs> It could be different things to different people if you tell the story well enough so maybe let's let's double back to that do you want to give these people names yeah yeah let's name our people uh well, so the, the we skeptic got... i've got a perfect name for her oh hit me hit me scully no <laughs> eat my balls like if we can get jillian anderson don't get me wrong that would be hot but no nah. no nah. okay so some other skeptic woman who is you know, when we were talking about the um, the survivalist, I agree that it's like a very masculine trait, but I was also totally interested in having a badass female weapon wielding, you know, but mm. but then it, I think of the three, I feel the least sympathetic for the survivalist. Yeah. Which is, that's part of the challenge of that character, because... It they can come from a good place. Well, like if that, just that character, I think, is the one who's going to have the most of a character arc because he's going to start out being like rah rah survivalist, rah. You know, I'm going to be in my bunker and I'm going to shoot anyone who comes into my line of sight. And then he's going to have that you know sort of come to Jesus moment where maybe he fucks up and maybe he shoots somebody who isn't a zombie. Maybe something happens and he's like what am I even doing? What the fuck is the matter with me? Why don't I have empathy for my fellow human beings? And then towards the end, he's like, no, uh, like, uh, I mean, much like the, uh, the, the killer fucking line from Wall-E is like, I don't want to survive. I want to live. So this is a guy who has to reject the idea that being alive and being a human being means holding out survival for as long as possible in a bunker. This is somebody who's like, okay, I'm prepared. With with that great power comes great responsibility. Even if I die, I need to use this stuff that I have, this power that I have, to attempt to save the world. Hmm. Like, I love that as a character arc. That's a redemptive thing. So if we're talking about this being a sort of post-zombie story, do you Mm -hmm. think that it helps the survivalist character uh, that it be that they're essentially like a vet of the initial zombie outbreak? Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's the thing is that's uh, sort of galvanized his mindset is like, I was right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Hmm. So it was... 
you know, this was someone who was seen as just a little bit too far off the deep end, but then them being proven right. Yeah, and they're proven right, and he's like, yeah, this this was a good investment that I invested in my bunker. I was a thousand percent right. But then later, like, maybe he's a little too trigger happy, and he's like, oh, man, the zombies are back again. And he's like, no, you just killed three high schoolers. Like, what the fuck yeah. is the matter with you? And then okay. we here's the beautiful thing is you have that redemptive character arc and he's all ready to be a hero and he's like yeah no I have to accept like that I have to go and possibly lay down my life like oh my whole life has been about survival and now I have to give that up like I need to do something dangerous and maybe not survive in order to save the world but then at the very end like you slap that out of his hands like you slapping a pie onto the floor because he goes out and he's ready to go out guns blazing and then just deflated because the threat is already gone I'm sort of just disappointed with this metaphor of slapping a pie onto the floor. I'm, it's, I find it distracting. I'm 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 sorry. Now I just can't. <laughs> that poor pie. Yeah. Fl- no, that's kind of a bummer. All right. Anyway, um, let's pivot back to uh, Zomboy, uh, the zombie fan. Yeah, wait, the zombie wait, fanboy. Wait, wait. And here's the thing: he missed out the first time around because the zombie outbreak was like isolated, and like by the time, like he maybe went on a road trip to California, and when he got back, like it was already over. Yeah, I feel like too another thing that would happen with like the zombie fan is I think that it's probably a very um discouraged fandom because it's one thing like it's kind of like say like people who are into like death metal or whatever yeah so like it's it's one thing if you like the aesthetic and blah blah you know long hair uh and thrashing your head around mm-hmm. but then what if there was actually like a demon that was summoned and killed a hundred people yeah that would be a very different it's actually kind of more like nazis right because yeah. if you're walking around being like oh nazis were so cool i'm gonna wear this red armband and then there's gonna be somebody who's like the fuck are you doing my grandfather died like show some empathy and this kid here's the thing no empathy because he's like oh man zombies are so cool isn't it so cool i would love to be a zombie i'm gonna like dress in this zombie fashion and people are gonna be legitimately upset because like my sister was eaten what the fuck is the matter with you oh my god i would cherish i would cherish the scene of zombie fanboy getting like slapped like like, like straight be... up slapped in the face like not no even yeah. lead up to it like you don't even see the character who does it until the slap and then the camera pans over and it's just this shaking woman who's just so upset because she lost her husband and yeah. how fucking dare you yeah now okay here's another thing too um and i don't know if this is hundred percent the way that humans are but i feel like this is definitely something that humans do Uh um there's like this thing that the more controversial your belief is like some people tend to stick to it more yeah yeah no that's the thing is that kind that kind of thing is only good again just gonna galvanize him it's only gonna make him get more into it because oh if they think i'm a monster i guess i'm a monster yeah, now, if that is what he is, is he still a sympathetic character? Can we... I think do, we can we have a turn him? 
if, you know, much like the survivalist guy, we have the come to Jesus moment where he right. either sees what zombies are really like and he does like a 180 or alternately like if he finally experiences like true pain true loss for the first time and he's like oh that's what they meant by pain i just thought it was cool when like a dude's arm got ripped off and eaten but now mm. like shit that's bad yeah like he loses a pinky like he actually gets to see somebody who's really like deep into grave and he like bites off his pinky and he's like what the fuck am i doing I'm not gone, far gone enough to 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 start yeah, and off he, he's like kind of an much. addict at this point, but not so far gone that he's not like, oh wait, shit. It's it's sort of like I was ready to go from one to two, from two to three, from three to four, from four to five, yeah. but I just jumped from two to five. I don't like it. I'm shooting back to zero. Yeah, uh, I think seeing like a grave drug den would be really interesting too because like mm. they would say like three words yeah <laughs> it's just kind of uh well i'm, like I'm sort of thinking drugs. it's sort of like the equivalent of the old school opium dens you know mm. so how do you take this drug um i think maybe it comes in like a little plastic package and you have to bite it hmm like if if it was like Oh, what if it was just like, no. No, no, no. Here's the thing. thing. Are you you ready for this? What's that? It comes in this sort of stuff, like maybe it's like chewing tobacco or maybe like Captain Crunch, where you got to like put it in your mouth and you got to chew. But because it's fibrous, like it actually like fucks up the roof of your mouth a little bit. And that's how it gets into your bloodstream. It's in your bloodstream. Oh, kind of like fucking chewing tobacco with its... uh, Got little fiberglass in it. People don't know that, but there's fiberglass in chewing tobacco. fucking horrendous. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, no, I'm basically thinking just like Captain Crunch, but like it's green and it's like, oh, is that holiday Captain Crunch? It's like, no, this is a zombie drug. If you chew it, it will get into the bloodstream and the roof of your mouth. Okay. You take it dry. Obviously, you don't put milk on it. So I want to pivot back to government one more time. Mm-hmm. Government sees this happening, whether they feel like they've fully sealed it off. I want or the government not. to to be competent. Like I want them to yeah. have successfully put this down. Uh, I I guess there's just this this authority figure too that, and I, I guess I'm I'm sort of my brain is going in two different directions with the authority right. figure. I I wonder how they would see the drug grave. Like they must see that as potentially being uh useful in making laborers more just compliant right yeah yeah because they're maybe thinking like hey wouldn't it be great if this were you know it's sort of like there are certain drugs like i don't know if you know this um there there's cocaine which you snort and there's crack cocaine which is the same drug but you smoke it Right. The penalty i don't know if this is true everywhere but i know it's in the u.s the penalty for smokable crack is like a hundred times worse than snortable cocaine despite the fact that it's the same active ingredient and the reason for that is demographics because people who snort cocaine are rich stockbrokers and people who smoke crack are troublemaking you know black street gangs right 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 yeah so 
So, so like there are probably which... different versions of Grave, right? And the cheap stuff that goes to the the skids that maybe gets super. There's a super high penalty, super high crackdown on that. And then there's another kind that you just take if you are a normal person who has a job and you want to get okay. through eight hours. And that is maybe less frowned upon. Okay, there might even so... be a campaign to legalize it. So one one form of grave, the like designer grave, uh, mm-hmm. that's just trying to get office workers through their day, uh, because it's you know it's too too exciting or stressful, and they just want to numb down a little bit. That's just a capsule that they snap with their with their teeth. Yeah, yeah, but that's then... just a little capsule. You pop it in your mouth, you pop it with your teeth, and then you get on with your spreadsheets. But then the shitty level grave. So maybe like that's gravestone or headstone or something. Yeah, that's and then, headstone. Like, and like yeah, you get headstone, headstone and it's like a cup. It's like three Captain Crunch nodules in a plastic bag. And it's like, sure. here, this this will treat you d- right. Yeah, but down at the at the uh, at the very bottom, the like grave dirt dirt grave the shitty grave. Yeah, that's the uh, stuff. Maybe maybe that's the stuff that gets mixed with other drugs. Like like cocaine. No, well, I I think that I think that what it is is it's it cannot afford to be processed as or, or refined as much, or it's some shitty knockoff. And uh, what you get with the more fibrous chewing, uh, a it's not a clean clean little capsule or whatever. It's just like you're it's you're, you're ripping it off like cotton candy off of something or or whatever. Yeah, no, it's um, like cut with gasoline or something. It's yeah. shitty. And I think that the side effect of the, like, uh, would you say ne- necrosis? Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, I, that's much more a much more exaggerated side yeah. effect of Grave. Absolutely. And maybe, like, you'll have shitty drug dealers and they'll cut their product with other stuff that maybe isn't Grave, but maybe, like, it feels like it because it's, like, legitimately killing you. Hey, did we make a zombie movie? I I think I think we've made a drug addict movie that has some zombie flavor and I am absolutely okay with that. Yeah, I I think too I think the branding of the drug mm-hmm. would sort of be spawned from the zombie fandom, right? It's like if mm-hmm. somebody was to come out with some street drug right now that had some sort of like Nazi uh you know branding to it you know we would all be like well that's fucking stupid but to the kids that are susceptible to it it's you know if their parents are saying oh don't ever do it of course it's going to be fucking effective absolutely yeah especially if you've got some rainbow headed soundcloud rapper who raps about how he takes it all day to numb the pain Mm. so what's the uh What's this movie called, or series, or book, or whatever the fuck it is? Uh, Deadheads. Hmm. Well, do, do we want it to be that much about drugs? <laughs> okay, okay. We um, we developed the drugs because we were onto something interesting with them. Uh, which is funny, because we invented a drug that was nothing like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, Deadheads? I guess. Uh, I like... I honestly like the simplicity of Grave. Like Grave is good. Yeah. But, yeah. We are not calling it Headstoned. That would be a very different movie. 
God damn it. Okay. Um, I think, I think we're good. Uh, we just kind of need to come up with some kind of verdict now. Okay. Um. And, and again, I feel like it's too on the nose to be like, would you watch Grave? Because probably people would say yes. Would you try Grave? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're going to get like one person who's like, oh, yeah, no, sounds like it might be a good time. And then well, everyone yeah, else yo- is going to be like, no. Y- YOLO. Obviously not. Maybe you could be like, yes, fits just a little. <laughs> yeah, just like. Just it's okay eight. to take a little cocaine. It's like not like I'm an addict or anything. I just need it to get me through my day. <sighs> I think the verdict will be something related to grave. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. I believe in um, you. Okay. But this has been I've Got an Idea Show. It has. And we sort of kind of did a zombie movie. Uh, I, I, I'm... Uh, we're good for zombie movie. Let's invent something else next week. Mason, suggestion from I'm forming sentences. How about it? Did I do it? Uh, almost. So we were talking about government and how government does stuff for us. Uh, and you know, as much as sometimes we criticize the government, I kind of like living in a civilization. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the fact that I live in a city where, for example. The streets get plowed when it snows. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, we have our trash picked up every week. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, the fire department. I think that rules. Um, yep. I think there should be something else that the uh, that our, my tax dollars can, uh, can do for me. I think, Luke, we need to invent a new public service of some sort. A new public service. I want the government to do something else for me, and I'm fine with paying the taxes to pay for it. Next week, we're going to invent a new public service. Yep. And... CC. And until next time, dear listeners, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.